Welcome back to another episode of Bo's Balls, a podcast where two avid Longhorn fans talk about UT sports from football to baseball and everything in between. I'm your host Thomas, and always joining me is James. How are we doing this evening, man? What's up, Tommy? Doing all right, man. It's uh, always good coming off a win. We got to escape a complete letdown, which we, I guess I know I thought was kind of I was preparing for it. Uh, time change got me a little messed up. You know, my internal clock all jacked up, but. I'm here, man. I'm here. But I'm getting ready for the longest week of the year. Uh, waiting until this college game day game to get up here. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Um, like was, the game, it was it's great to walk out there with the win, but you're like, can't do this every weekend, man. I, don't, I can't take it. Um, just so okay, let's just so let's guy let's just like jump right into it. So you know, we start off start off hot. Like scoring, like we always do, you know, we always score. Seems we always seem to jump out good. Good, the offense looks good. Play calls look good. You're like, man, where, what's this going on? And then, uh, you know, we had a the game could have been a lot different. Like, you know, I think on that fourth and one, if Rojo, uh, Roshan Johnson doesn't get that ball punched out, you know, I think that's another score. And it's definitely another score of Bijan finished off that toss, that a uh, short toss into the boundary. Like he had, I, he got caught from, I don't want to say caught from behind because to me, I think Connor, the guard should have planted that guy on his, on his butt. And um, that Bijan would have scored, but Bijan had open field and should have scored anyways. And we got three out of it, but we should have got another set, another four. Um, but yeah, the first half looked, just looked like we normally do, just putting up points and defense made plays. You know, Jalen Ford, you know, just looked like a defensive MVP out there. Yeah, like you said, we were running smooth, did some big plays, some you know creative play calling. Just the same thing we've had the last four or five first halves. Like we used to talk about all the time, we're the best first half team. Uh, yeah, you know that big Bijan run was something we're glad to see. We hadn't really seen any, you know, big, like the big explosive highlight reel runs from him lately. But, um, yeah, he had a big game, 200 yards to kind of get back into that that Heisman contention that uh, that we're hoping for. And it's, you know, it was good to see them get 30 carries, go back to our, you know, our bell cow and let him, uh, you know, let him carry us a victory. First half was amazing. Second half even started off great, too, man. We came out. You know, look like we were moving the ball, but then we started getting, you know, a couple tur- a couple turnovers. The penalty bugs started biting us, and it was just like, oh man, here we go again. Yeah, what I noticed, the referees, like, <clears throat> for the most part, kept their flags in the pocket. Like they called the, they have to call the procedural penalties of false starts and you know, the, the whatever. That's fine, but holding for for a little bit, like both teams got a way of holding. I know. Kansas State's gonna say, "Oh no, we didn't hold." But like half your runs are the outside, and they're just bear hugging our guys. Yeah. But we we had some too. I I saw some that were like, "Ugh, <laughs> they could have called that, but they didn't." So it's probably one of the better non-called games I've seen us play with the refs. 
So that's not terrible. But yeah, like you know, we, you know, Quinn steps up in the on the first drive of the second half. Quinn steps up in the pocket and hits X, and then you know, great play by safety come and hits the ball out, and you get a fumble. Like damn, I'm like all right, that kills that drive. Then we're going go where we get we pick up one first down and then ball start. Okay, now we're behind the chains again. You know, we get third and two, and Bijan gets stuffed in the backfield for minus two. Then, then we go again, and we, I think we get a field goal in the next series, which, you know, should have, I think, which is fine. You know, we get points when we can, all right, but then we have another false start. Put us behind the chains again, and then first and 15, we're throwing a deep ball again, and we're not connecting. Like, that's, like, that's the thing I'm kind of getting annoyed with is Ewers not hitting his deep balls that – we were all hyped up, believing that that's what's going to be changed. That's the difference between him and Card. I know what the, the difference between him and Card is those layered throws, and you were kind of not shaking, not like a being scared in the pocket. But yeah, I need I need to see some of those deep balls getting hit. For sure, I I think a lot of that is, and I'm not taking anything away from Xavier Worthy's skill set or anything, but I don't really think he's that guy that was supposed to blow the top off the defense. You know, I think that was supposed to be Isaiah Naylor. He's kind of de facto become that guy. Um, but, yeah, I think ever since, what, the Alabama game, that 42-yard bombed him, it's just been miss, miss, miss. Now, I don't remember an Oklahoma game. If you had any, I'd have to go back and look. Um, but Not like last year's Oklahoma game. Yeah, yeah no, Casey was, you know, torching those guys. But, uh, I mean, at some point, I don't know if Sark is just, like, is going to hit eventually and – it hasn't hit. Like, you kind of got to go to something. Obviously, his best throw is that deep out, man. Like, kind of, you know, yeah. they're going to expect Xavier Worthy on the go. Like, you know, be creative. Have some, you know, he's such a great route runner. I feel like he's, his those those plays are kind of wasted on just sending him on some goes. Um, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, you know, overall, a win's a win. You know, this, like we said, you know, against Iowa State, this is normally a game where we find a way to lose. And it's like we didn't really find a way to win, but we just got a big play when we needed it. And Cobra came up huge. Uh, the defense, you know, the defensive line especially played great. Yeah. Uh, the You know, Ryan Watts played great. Jalen Ford played great. He was the Big 12 player of the week or defensive player of the week. And wasn't he the – I think he got another one – I said earlier, like the, the, you got a, a bigger recognition, I think. Uh, come yeah, on. I, I think Ryan Watts is the high, like, highest graded yeah. we had this this week. And then Jalen Ford won Defensive Player of the Week from uh, yeah, he got the, uh, Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, so, yeah, man, so uh, what, was, what were your highs and lows? Like the best thing you saw that you weren't expecting and – Kind of the thing again that you wish needs to get fixed. Oh, I guess the thing I was expecting. Um, it was well, not, not not expecting, but glad I saw it came back with Sanders. Sanders got involved a little bit more uh, over the over the middle. He made you know, he had two nice catches over the middle. He had a nice catch on a deep out, and then. Yeah, giving the ball to him in space and letting him do what he does, like use his speed and the size. So seeing Sanders bring kind of get back involved in the game was nice. Um, 
So and then it's just same old, same old in the second half. It's like I I see so much creativity in the first half. I just don't under like I I really want to see Keeling get the ball more in the second half. Like I think mm. he like Keeling he gets like he got one touch maybe maybe two two touches and they're both for first downs. So he definitely to me definitely needs to get more touches in the second half because like the first half like okay get him a couple touches in the first but then in the second you know they're they're like Roshan is the pretty much the bruiser of the. The three, but still, like hitting Bijan is not is not doesn't feel good. So you're chasing him, you know. He's Bijan's making you miss look silly. Roshan's just running through you, making you look silly, and then you just have somebody that's gonna run completely by you. Like he needs to get involved. I think mean, he needs to be more involved in the Texas Tech or the Tech TCU game because that's gonna to me that's gonna be a bar burner. I, it's gonna whoever has the ball last is gonna win the game. Um, I think our defense is better than theirs, but TCU just when they are they're in Austin and when we play them, they're just different. They're always seem to be different. Um, and you know they're number four right now. Like they're they're fighting for a you know, chance at the playoffs, and they're going to be hungry to come in and uh, do what they have to do. But yeah, like to me, it's Keelan needs to get the ball some more in the second half. Yeah, um, I think I was most surprised with Bijan's running style. It wasn't a little bit different, but it's, it wasn't very much different, but it seemed like this week he was looking to get upfield first and then make his his cuts and his little spins and all that stuff. And I think it was kind of reflected by, you know, the amount of rushing yards he had. Um, I was really happy about that. Um, I think the biggest thing I want to see fixed that I'm worried about is just our uh, – I, I know they were playing a lot of zone because they were trying not to get, you know, uh, miscommunicated, you know, uh, burned by uh, Martinez. But it seemed sometimes like they were just getting confused with the zone and guys were getting wide open. Luckily, they weren't giving up many big plays. I think what one play went for 32 yards or something like that. Yeah, but, Noles, had uh, a pretty, Noles had two big plays. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, you're gonna, you're just gonna. That's what's gonna be this week too. It's like you're gonna see a lot of zone, I think, because Duggan, I, I think Martinez is a better runner than Duggan, but Duggan is, I'm not gonna slide kind of guy either. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he, I, he's gonna slide, but he's gonna take on some tacklers as well. So this, like, you know, it's. We definitely have to share up the secondary, and uh, it kind of hurts uh, having one of those guys out. Number thirteen, I can't remember his name. Can't pronounce his name really. Uh, Starts with a G. Gilbo. Gilbo. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna hurt having him out. Um, but yeah. So was so. What did you see? Uh, you saw your Bijan thing. Bijan running styles. that you like the best? Yeah, I mean, he was just getting up field first, and I feel like a lot of times he's doing those little stutter steps, you know, shakes in the backfield, and it would to kind of miss that first hit. And he, I think he was just getting up field more quicker than he was doing those little things to make guys miss up field. Um, yeah. It wasn't much, but it was just a big difference. I can tell he was getting up field a lot faster, in my opinion, and not spending so much time in the backfield or going east and west. I think it's also a little bit due to the offensive line wasn't allowing um, penetration as much. 
Like for sure. His first his first move didn't have to be two yards in the backfield. It could be two yards past the line of scrimmage, or you know the on the touchdown. His touchdown. All he had to do is make that one guy miss, and that was it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So was that Christian? It was Christian Jones, right? Uh, yeah, they no, came around. Yeah, I never see a big boy move so fast, man. I think he was like the it was the fastest ball carry of the week too. I was on Twitter. It was like twenty one point six miles per hour. Yeah, that's, that uh, was the um, that was that short toss where he, he got caught from behind or from the side, I guess, from behind. I guess you would say from behind, but yeah, um, he needed a, he needed an extra gear because we saw that in the that's just another that was just another seven, four points we left out there on the field. But you know that game. So okay, you know we get a road win. We don't we don't get a complete win, but we get a road win. And that's all like. In the long run, that's all you can ask for. You know, for you got to sure. win. I know yeah, you got to win. Just, what you saying? I think we do just enough to kind of get by on those. And it's uh, it's crazy that our our Fs, our, our B-plus first half, and I'd give it a maybe like a D, second half are good enough to beat, you know, the second-place team in the conference. It's like if imagine if we could put a full game together. And it's just very frustrating and – uh, I mean, but yeah, and now we got to look forward to TCU. So before we move on, uh, what I know we both faced on each other. What were you? How nervous were you in that fourth quarter? And what were you drinking? I was very nervous. I was drinking. Um, I don't remember what it's called. Uh, like, Eden and Oak, something like that. It's pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty smooth whiskey. Um, I was, I was there, like, when they had, the, like, I was pretty nervous, but, like, the time, they, they weren't seemed to have very good time management at the end. I know they had, like, 24 seconds, the clock was running, and they still had two timeouts, but they were also on R45, and I was like, they're not gonna, like, we're not gonna get beat deep over, like, we're not gonna get, you know, they're not gonna score, like, on a 44-yard pass, so. I was like, okay, like, keep the ball from it. And then um, when he fumbled, he fumbled the ball once before, and then they got it back. But when, I was like, okay, like, I think we get the ball from him. And then Coburn makes a great play and slots the ball out of his hand. And then luckily, like, you know, you know, I feel like the tides kind of changed a little bit when we're the only person in the middle to get that ball. Because a couple years ago, or even last year, no, Deuce Vaughn would have been there in the middle of that middle of the field, pick up that ball up, and would have ran another ten yards. And yeah, for sure. So, before being right there, because like they got their bounce with uh, Malik Knowles tapping that ball back to his own player away mm-hmm. from Jameson, like. So it's you know we we were lucky to get that break and get out of there because apparently they were gonna go they were gonna go for two they scored, and. You saw how well that went for Alabama this year mm-hmm. or, or this weekend or last weekend, losing to LSU in overtime because of the two-point uh, conversion. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. I, I was definitely worried. I was definitely hammered. Yeah. Good night. Me too. Yeah, we had the, the dual TV set up, Astros going on, Texas on the bigger TV. Uh, I was, God, just pacing – Close my eyes on some, you know, the third down, fourth downs. 
Yeah. And I was I was just I was drinking flight twist tops, had some margaritas mixed in there, and uh, some fireball pools, a couple shotguns for touchdowns. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I I'm looking forward to this game. I just I love the 6:30 games, but I hate waiting all day long. It's yeah. like I, 11 a.m. games suck too, but at least it's you know wake up, get something to eat real quick, maybe get your beer, get your drinks, and it's time to go. Yeah, this weekend's gonna be a little different. Um, I got I got things going on during the day, so I won't be able to watch any games until I get home. Um, so I'll, I'll get I'll get I should get right I should get back here back to the house around five thirty an hour before the game. Get get dinner in and then you know find another bottle of whiskey. My uh, our brother-in-law is gonna be in, or yeah, my brother-in-law is gonna be in town. Um, he's an, he's he's not a big sports guy. He's you know, he likes the F ones and stuff like that. He's a he's more he's an Aggie, but doesn't really sports don't really matter to him. But he uh, he's gonna bring some tomahawks and cook, and he's gonna bring some whiskey. That's where I got my love like my love for whiskey. Good whiskey is from him. So he'll have some good whiskey here to drink. So, uh, but yeah, I'm just you know. It's gonna, you know, game day is gonna be here. We're gonna be in Austin for the second time this year. We have a awesome recruiting list here. Like, oh, I can go through it real quick. You know, we have five star Anthony Hill, four star Javian Tavio, Tavio, Taviano, Taviano, Deuce Robinson, five star tight end, Jalen Greathouse, a four star wide receiver Notre Dame commit, then a four star Terry Boosie athlete for next year then uh Ravion Rogers four-star Aggie commit cornerback well they just lost Anthony Hill maybe he can flip another one five-star safety Peyton Bowen Notre Dame commit you know we got you know we have four-star um DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Moore Jr. A wide receiver Louisville commit and then a four-star uh Marcus Deal O-line D-line and the newest commit for the Longhorns is Colton Vasquez, uh, number uh, four-star edge. You know, he's staying home. It feels like this one's going to stick. Kind of read what he said about, like, um, being an OU recruit at the Cotton Bowl. He said it just didn't feel right, didn't sit right in his stomach. So he's, he's, coming, he's coming back, coming to Texas. Great to see, you know, we have what Westlake called their uh, Twin Towers uh, with Burke, right? Ethan Burke? Ethan Burke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, they're probably – they might be just a year away from playing together. Like, I yeah. know our defensive line's pretty old. You know, Collins might be back next year. But with the rest of the guys, they're gone. They're gone. And so, we have white boys supreme on the, edge, on the edges. Yeah, um – yeah, we got a ton of Westlake guys, you know, on this team. Uh, we've been kind of definitely been chair picking that place. Colton Vosick was one that I was surprised that we even lost in the first place. It seemed very, very odd to me. Uh, he was paired up with uh, Arch Manning. They were like visit mates the entire time, taking pictures together. Um, yeah. You know, his parents were, he's a legacy. Both of his parents went to Texas. It was just like, it didn't make sense when he, when he committed elsewhere. But, you know, shout out to Texas for keeping the foot on the gas and, you know, continue recruiting him. And, you know, once the 
the wheels in Aggieland started falling off a little more, a little more, we were able to take advantage. You know, Anthony Hill, like I said, number one linebacker, he's going to be in town. Um, we're hoping for another couple big names. Um, yeah, it's, it, it, you know, it's amazing what the uh, recruiting momentum we always generate every single year, no matter the record, just because you're Texas. Imagine if we were just going to win some of those games, like just win. And the, imagine the floodgates. My thing is, and I'm not sure how this is actually going to work. How do we even have room for all these guys? Our class has to be close to 20, if not more yeah. already. We had, two drop, we had two drop out, um, so we might be right down to 18. Um, some of these guys aren't going to make it. Um, For sure. Maybe we get maybe we get some of the guys to gray shirt and kind of manipulate the numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, we definitely, I mean, like, if we get a full class, we definitely can't take any transfers in unless we have people transfer out, which I think we've already got rid of the people that we thought would transfer. Mm. Um, so there's always, there's actually always more transfers too. So I think with attrition, you can kind of make it work. You know what I mean? With the size class you bring in, um, you know, every year you're always going to have some kids that leave. Mm -hmm. And then, so before we get into the tech or the TCU game, um, I know, you know, there's been asked a lot on Twitter, like, you know, this is the biggest weekend we've had. In a while, uh, on the 40, probably. But I don't, it's not just the game. It's this recruit list. It's the trajectory of the program. You know, if, if we can go out and put together two complete halves and win this game, I don't like, you know, I, don't, I think the spread's up to, we're favored by seven now. I don't, I see more of a four point game. Um, kind, I kind of want to see, I kind of, I think I'm gonna say around a four point game. Um, but like if we can go out and compete on the field and win the game, get these recruits in, this this is gonna just put us in the in the right area, right trajectory going into the rest of the season. You know, the rest of the season, you got you got TCU, Kansas and the Baylor back home. And there's no other team. We're not gonna. There's there's no team that we're gonna overlook anytime because we've been embarrassed. We've been beaten by Kansas two times in a row because we didn't play on the COVID year. You know we had COVID issues, so we didn't play them. So we've got, like we haven't beat like Kansas has literally beat us two years in a row I believe. Without yeah. you know and so there's no way we're gonna overlook them those guys, and Baylor's beating us. Baylor got us last year. So, you know, we're still on our revenge tour. You know, we had a little hiccup in uh, Oklahoma State, but you know, we're still trying to get the revenge for the last year. And, and we, we played Kansas State really well at home, too. We're 4-1 and one against the guys. They've joined the Big 12. Um, we're, I feel like we're a better team at home. Um, I, we need the crowd to be rocking, man. We need to make that place a hard place to play. Yeah. Uh, Did you see, uh, like, you can see what Stanford Stadium did to Tennessee. Yeah. Like, they caused them so many false starts. And just, you know, extra five yards, like, turns a second and three to second and eight. Okay? Turns a third, third and one into a third and six. Like, false starts, those penalties, just 
you know, we need that, we need that type of atmosphere this weekend. And I know they had they did a great job versus Bama, but we need something. We need more. We need more from the students. We need more from the fans. Um, so yeah, like you're saying, that the atmosphere, the stadium needs to needs to be there, which I think it will be being a six o'clock game, six thirty game, everything like that. Oh, for sure. I definitely think it will. Hey, like you said, it, it makes it hard to communicate, especially the way that Texas can stop the run this season. It's when you know when you can't communicate, get those audibles in, and do stuff, and you, you can't just turn around to fault to hand the ball off because you know we're gonna take that away from them. Hopefully, um, yeah, yeah. We need to make it a hard, hard place to play. Um, I, so we talked about one of the biggest games in Austin in a long time. What is kid? As I've seen two questions on Twitter I want to ask you. Um, first off, what is the, what is the, what's the last most important biggest game with the most riding on it so that you can remember at home that we played? <sighs> I've struggled. I don't but know. I go 2008 in Missouri. That was when we had that little gauntlet of uh, Alabama, Missouri, Oklahoma State. <sighs> Ended with Tech, um, a loss of Tech um, at Tech. That's the last time I can remember like a, a big time home game atmosphere where we came out. And, uh, oh, like Missouri work. was like number three or something three. like that. Yeah, that Chase Daniel, yeah. Um, I was at that game. I remember that. Yeah, that was that's the last time I can remember something. This is big at home. Um, that, that meant something. That was a national championship run, or to go to a national championship. We ended up playing Ohio State that year, but I can't, you know, I, I can't. This is huge. And then with plus throwing all the recruiting, you know, the unofficials, officials, whatever that are in the house, like this is almost a must win. And I hate using that term, but this is as close to a must win as we're going to get. Yeah. This is, yeah. I, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. It is, like, it's a must not look like shit. Yeah. Have to, you have, like, I don't think TCU is better than Texas. Uh, they are very skilled offensively, especially if uh, the receiver plays. Uh, he didn't play last week or he got hurt. He didn't. He hasn't practiced yet, but it is only Tuesday. Um, so... That kid, that kid's gonna be like that's gonna be a test for our secondary is him and they have other you know they have uh, Barber too. Um, Duggan like Duggan has beaten us before when we had knew nothing about him. Um, so now everybody knows about him. Yeah, so you know our our defensive backs are gonna be have to I think we're gonna have to hold up one on one. You know Watts and. Jameson have both been very, I, very, been solid, been solid players. Um, you know, and then again, like Overshone and Ford are gonna have to kind of keep an eye out on Duggan. Um, I think our, I think our defensive line is better than our offensive line. Um, so, but yeah, like, you know, what, the thing that they do the best is what we do the worst, and that's scoring in the second half. I think I think almost every game, except for maybe the Colorado game, they've been down and come back and won the game. So, you know, we can do and 
the first 30 minutes is going to mean a lot. Like, but that last 30 minutes is where it matters the most. So, yeah, they're averaging, TCU's averaging 580, 508 yards, and we're averaging 447. They have allowed 396, and we allowed 381. So, I know they've, they've averaged 60 more yards than we have, but, you know, that's that, that's kind of little, could be a little bit misleading. If we just, you know, that's just to think if we could have a real second half, how many yards yeah. we could put together. For yeah. sure. We average, I think we're averaging like six points in the third quarter and then four, three, four points or something like that in the fourth quarter of the season. It's, it's dumb. It's, yeah, yeah we got it. At some point it has to give. We can't be that football team. And if we are, something has to be changed, right? I'm not yeah. talking about salt or anything, but we're going to, you know, play calling something. We'll get to that in the soft season if we don't change. But another question I saw on Twitter that I wanted to ask you was if Texas wins, as they're favored at home, but they are ranked higher than us. And I know your answer to this, but Twitter seems to think that it's okay for Texas to storm the field. I, I've, I've seen it go both ways. I say, hell no. I say, fuck no. I say, you never storm the field. You're Texas. I don't care if you beat number one Alabama, you know, in Tuscaloosa, whatever. You just don't do it. You're Texas. But these kids were in diapers, if not not born, the last time, you know, we were nationally relevant. We're yeah, always nationally relevant. Like, you know, the, team, right? like the, the students weren't born. Like, they haven't. Yeah. They, see, what these, see, what these students is and what the older fans on Twitter don't, they, I don't think they can put two to two together, is some of us seen Texas at the – Seen them the greatest at the 05 championship. Seen us be 10 wins a year, beating top play, being head honcho, beating head honchos, being being the best. These students haven't seen that. They've seen us get what Molly Wop, get five and seven records, losing records. You know, they they've lived through the Charlie Strong years, they lived through Tom Herman, which Tom Herman wasn't his era wasn't great, but it wasn't horrible either. They have four straight bowl wins or whatever. So can't say like was it horrible. But going in, beating number four TCU. I don't think they will. But if they do, I'm not gonna throw a uh, hissy fit on Twitter about it. For sure. Because like oh, that's a difficult stadium to get to the field. Yeah. So it's like there, it's a, it's a good like maybe four foot drop, five foot drop. Yeah. So it's not like they're right there on the field can easily rush the field. Like no, that's a, it's a pretty high drop. So. Yeah. I said, I said, well, if they if they do rush the field, it means we won. So whatever the outcome, whatever this the the crowd does, I don't give a shit as long as we win. So. Yeah. If they do, it's a good problem to have. Whatever. Um, you know, they'd be carrying the goalpost a long way and throw them in some water because Lake Austin's pretty far away from the campus. Yeah. Let's go throw them in the in the um, little pond we have right there on campus. Take it to Sixth Street. Um, so, what are your keys this week? What do we got to do to win? Besides. Besides what? Play a complete game. 
score in the second oh, half. Keep um keep Duggan in check in the run game. Like that seems to be to, for me that's what hurt his last um two years ago was him running the ball. Um I know he's gonna get his yards in the passing game. He's a he's a he's an elite passer, like he can hit the deep balls. He can hit. He can hit most of the passes. So, I think he's gonna get his. But if we can hold him in check, like, um, like we kind of did, we held Deuce Vaughn in the running game in check. Like he didn't have that. He, didn't, he wasn't that great in the run game. Yeah, um, he low his average. He didn't get 100 yeah. yards. So the second second key I have is you know score every time we have the ball in the first half. We have to if. If we're going to do what we normally do in the games, we have to build that lead up as big as possible. And my third thing is get Keelan more involved in the second half. So, what about you? What, what's your what's your keys? Um, get the uh, – hopefully the um, Sanders-Whittington receptions over 10 for both of them, like together combined in, in the first half. I feel like I want to see those both of those guys get – targeted more i feel like this offense runs at a different pace and a different much more physical level uh when those guys are are going um i think we need to get quinn in the groove early uh not and not chunk the ball 30 yards downfield on first down kind of yeah. get some confidence behind him you know some swings uh you know some little some dump offs and uh not put the game on his shoulders to where he has to win it Right, you want him to do enough. You would just want to play complimentary football. Let Bijan, let Roshan, let Keelan, let those guys, you know, wear him down. You know, rush the ball, do what they do, and then just have Quinn manage the game. You know, um, and then on defense, just do what we've been doing. Take what they want to do away from them, or make them one-dimensional. Take away the run, make them. Make the pass. We all know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? So, um, and just win the turnover battle. Yeah. I think another and I hit the penalties as well. I mean, there's a lot of things that need to yeah. happen, but definitely limit the penalties. That's something we need to work on the last two games. I saw I saw a tweet during the game. I think I was, I was there at halftime. If somebody's talking about yours, you know, yours hasn't been the greatest since the Oklahoma game. I was like, yours is doing. What, so the, the tweet or the answer was, Ewers is spreading them out east to west so Bijan and Roshan can go north to south, and that's working. So, you know, Ewers is hitting those deep corners, deep outs, which I don't know. I haven't seen a ball out of Ewers' hands that is just straight bullet. The rest of his Balls are touch are nice touch passes and they're they're beautiful balls, but I I guess the ball to X's second touchdown was a kind of a bullet, but I haven't seen him just like rifle a ball in. I, I don't know if that's difficult to tell from the TV angle, but like or I haven't been or I was just too drunk to pay attention sometimes. So that can be yeah. true. Yeah, so, a lot of my stuff I see is like on Twitter afterwards. They always praise his. I'm not an NFL scout, but his release speed, the way yeah. he can release the ball, and his uh, his timing, I think, is what makes him such a good quarterback. A lot of those badass throws are made before the the receivers even made their break. 
to you know to the sideline or whatever. That that long out is kind of his bread and butter. What it seems yeah, like, but yeah, um, but yeah, and I think you know looking back, I rewatched his game, uh, thinking back to Iowa State. There were then you know Bama for a quarter. The, the Oklahoma game, Oklahoma State game was the anomaly, right? He's not going to play that bad again. But if even if he does, he's a true freshman, right? You know, yeah, he has football in two years, but uh, we can't hold him to the Oklahoma and one quarter of Alabama standard. It's just you know, uh, you know, you're not Trevor Lawrence his senior year or Andrew Luck his you know junior year yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I. I I think we have very high expectations of him. He's supposed to be, the, you know, one of the perfect-rated quarterbacks to come out of high school ever. But yeah. I think he's good enough. Obviously, um, I think and he's shown shown flashes of him being that quarterback for sure, and a lot of poise too. Like Texas or TCU. I mean, I'm sorry, Kansas State was sending a lot of hats in the fourth quarter, like, to, you know, to get him. And they were they were sending all the these blitzes into the house and. He was staying in the pocket and taking his licks and, you know, getting up. There was one point, I think he got smashed, and I was like, oh, man, he's getting mm-hmm. up. You know, he's going to come out or something, and, you know, he was right back in there. Um, yeah. I saw a little bit more emotion from him, like smiling-wise, this game than I did have in the past. So if he gets loot, like, I know he's, his whole thing is he's calm and collected and doesn't let anything get to him too much. But if he starts feeling himself, and then hell, maybe that's what he needs. Maybe he needs to start feeling himself, get a little, get a little happy, a little smile going, and then those deep balls might come. But you know, like I said, I've seen a little bit more emotion from him this week than I have before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we can talk it up. And okay, do you think? Uh, do you have any expectations of Patterson? This week, or do you think him being on our sidelines helps at all? I mean, obviously it does, but what do you think that helps with um, with this team, or does it help any? Since it's the kind only, of a new like, since it's a brand new recruit, is a brand new coaching staff. Like he's not going to know sides and stuff like that, but he's going to know how Sunny Dykes thinks because he's played them for the past three years, and uh, so. I think he'll be able to give it a little bit more tendencies wise and stuff like that. Like kind of help that way, but um, he's going to be, he's just going to be as helpful as he always is. I believe, you know, he's going to look like gives us like, kind of gives good tendencies of what they want to do and stuff like that. But I don't think he's going to be like a, since it is a brand new coaching staff over there, just, I don't think it's going to be a brand, like a, a whole ace up our sleeve kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think you said it. You hit the nail on the head when you said the tendencies. You know, he knows his personnel is, or the, who, the players he had, who had, you know, he knows what they like to do in certain situations, and you know what their strengths and weaknesses are. And um, I, yeah, I'm ready. It's gonna be the longest week ever, man. Um, yeah. Who do you think the guest have the guest picker is gonna be? They have to go to McConaughey this week. When did you? Well, you hear two weeks in a row. You're two, you're in Austin twice, and you don't have McConaughey. Yeah, they had old boy from uh, Top oh, Gun, right? So, yeah. I didn't know uh, he's a UT fan, so that was a surprise. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, like who like who would it who would it be? Who else could you could you 
throw up there. Mark, Mark Henry, The Undertaker. I know he kind of did some stuff before. Um, I don't know if Pat, you know, Pat has that connection with WWE. Maybe a Mark Henry or The Undertaker. That would oh, be I know, cool. No, Mark Henry's son is like a defensive lineman at Lake Travis or Westlake, one of the two schools. Yeah. So I think he's in the area. Uh, the Undertaker lives in Austin. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think like I know Stone Cold's in Texas, and, but I don't think he's a big UT fan. Oh yeah, um, no, I don't think so either. Well, he went to like TOU, I think, or something like that. Um, I don't know, like. Do you think Horse is going to make the trip? He hasn't been in the last three. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, he's he's getting old, right? And I guess yeah, I don't know. Getting, there's some health complications going on with him, but I, I like to see him one more time before they get before they have to let him go. Yeah. Maybe kind of, you know. You know, maybe he doesn't come to this one and we win. You know, he came last time and we lost to Alabama, so. Yeah. I'm looking through the alumni list, like just kind of famous ones off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, man, I don't really know. Um, Owen Wilson, maybe. All right, I'm trying to think of people. Because, you know, it would be awesome to have, like, Kevin Durant and stuff, but obviously basketball is going on. and um, Yeah. We'll see. It has to be Conhey, like you said. It's. So to me, it's a no-brainer. Just get McConaughey. Yeah. Um, you see, he's uh, joined Bezo and Jay Z to buy the Commanders. Yeah, I, I like it, man. I like it. Uh, all right. So, anything else we want to touch on TC before we get into anything else? No, I think we covered it all. Play a complete game. Uh, complimentary football. You gotta get, you gotta make Keelan, Roshan, the, you know, Whittington, Sanders, I, almost like the supporting cast, but not really the supporting cast because they're all, you know, studs and all right. You gotta make those guys get involved in the game. Yeah, uh, I mean, we know Bijan's gonna get his and do his, do his thing, but, you know, you adding, you know, you know, you have like, you have two main actors in X and X and Bijan. But you need a strong supporting cast around them to for them to look better. Like Quinn is, I'm not gonna put Quinn as a supporting cast or as main cast. He's he's the director. He's the director of everything. Mm-hmm. And or yeah, he's the director and Sarkeesian's the producer of it. And you know that's that. Uh, Whittington, Sanders, Billingsley, even Red. Red had an incredible move. But Whittington yeah. blocking, you know, he, he turned two K-State players into pancakes for Whittington, really. And then um, the, uh, Keelan and Roshan, and like, if those guys, you know, say those all those four, those four guys can get 20 touches and Bijan and X get there still, that, I think we win the game. Because you're getting more people involved. They, have to, they can't double people, you know. You got to p- get people out of the box. So, yeah, uh, I think the Keelan and the Sanders lack of pro- not production, but uh, lack of targets going down the stretch just to me is the biggest one. 
Uh, like Sanders is always, I don't give a shit who you play. He's going to be the mismatch. He's never going to have, you know, he's always going to be a mismatch period. I don't care if you're playing Alabama or you're playing Georgia, or you're playing TCU. He's going to be a mismatch. <laughs> I don't know if they're just kind of taking that away or I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. And then, like you said, Keelan is just lightning in a bottle and you got to find a way to harness that. Yeah. All right. So let's, uh, so we had basketball start up this week. First game, the Moody center, um, Texas beat UTEP 72 to 57. Um, UTEP made it close in the second half. They got to tug within eight and then Texas went on a huge run to push it to 20. And then, you know, end up winning by 15. Um, the new transfer from Iowa State, Hunter, he's a real deal point guard. 18 bucket, 18 points, hit hit a three or so, timely buckets, good assist. And then the other huge transfer from Rice, um, or sorry, his name is Rice, but transfer from New Mexico State had 14, couple of threes. You know, two freshmen, um, Donovan Mitchell, he had four points, had a, had a dunk. I think it might take a little bit for him to get involved in the game. Um, so, but um, UTEP's coach was the coach from the Abilene Christian team that beat us in the NCAA, NCAA tournament. So, um, you know, they played sound defense and didn't like, didn't, we weren't, but it was weird not seeing Ramsey and uh, Courtney Ramsey and Aaron Jones out there, but. I, I like the team. I think the team's going to be all right. Yeah, I you know, he's has not had a problem putting together talent on the court. I think their biggest problem is getting that talent to mesh. You kind of yeah. find your role, your roles and what guys are good at, right? There's only so much ball to go around. Uh, so hopefully these guys can kind of gel. And uh, they never seem to really, you know, find that cohesion last year. Uh, we got another game against Houston Christian on Thursday. Uh, 8 p.m. start again late, and then we got the big one, the real test, you know, uh, Gonzaga coming to Austin, uh, number two ranked team in the country, uh, 8.30 p.m. game on ESPN2, man. So take a nap, you know, during the day, yeah. take a, drink a Red Bull. Uh, it's time change with basketball starting these late games, and it's like, I don't know how, I could never be a fan of a Pac-12 team. There's no way. Yeah, I understand. All right, so that was basketball. Um, so we go over the top five from last week. It was not a great week for. I was okay. I you went, we went. You went three, or you went two and three, and I went three and two. Um, we both missed on Tennessee and Bama, and for some reason I got Notre Dame right. Clemson is just horrible. So. Um. So that puts us, you're at 23 and 24. I'm at 27 and 20. So this week's games, um, we got Washington versus Oregon. And Oregon is favored by 12 and a half. Uh, I'm going to go Oregon. Washington is like 7 and 2. So, like, they're not a bad team. But is it Washington, or I mean, Oregon State or Oregon? It's Oregon. Okay, yeah, I'm going to go with Oregon as well. But like I said, Washington isn't bad. Uh, but I have to go uh, Oregon on this one. All right. So then you got LSU coming off the big win against Bama. They have to turn around and go to Arkansas at 11 o'clock. And right now LSU is favored by three. 
Who do you got for this one? I'm going to go LSU. Um, I think they're pretty hot right now. They're finding, you know, ways to win. And I kind of want to see them uh, mess up that whole SEC playoff bubble. So I'm going to, I'm going to pick LSU on this one. I kind of want to go, like, so Arkansas just got beat by Liberty. Um, that's not a great look for them. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Arkansas, but I'm going to take Arkansas for the upset. I think they're going to LSU going to come in a little, a little, uh, too, uh, cocky and take a, take a, take on the chin for sure. So, um, the next one is UFC versus Tulane. Both top 25 teams. Tulane's only favored by two. Um, this is pretty much for the AAC, the AAC championship, or, uh, championship, pretty much. Not really, but whoever wins gets in. I'm going to go, and this is just kind of a complete guess because I haven't watched either of these teams play football. This year, but uh, I'm gonna go UCF for this one. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go Tulane. So I like the helmets. So, and then we have a big one in K State versus Baylor. Baylor is favored by three. Uh, Baylor, right now, it's K State and Baylor are right behind us in the standings. So this is for for. Or at the moment, uh, when it happens, it'd be for third place. Ooh, this one's tough. Um, Baylor has three losses or two losses? In conference two. Conference two. Um, I'm going to go with Baylor on this one. Um, I'd like to see him, you know, not K-State away. Um, just bear, you know, just kind of. Extend that lead because we still have to play Baylor. So hopefully we're the, yeah. we're giving them that L. So. All right. Um, I I like Baylor too. They're at home. So and then you have the last game we have is UNC Mac Brown versus Wake Forest. Um, UNC has a, a quarterback. Um, uh, that is pretty well unknown. I can't even remember his name right now, but he is putting up really good numbers, Heisman, Heisman tight numbers. They only have really one loss mm-hmm. uh, right now, so who do, you, who do you like right now? I'm going to go with Mac Brown, man. Love Mac. Um, they're, they're the underdog in this game. Uh, was it in Mayo, right, is his name? Yeah, uh, Mayo, yeah. Drake, or Drake, Drake May. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's putting up video game numbers. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go with Coach Mac Brown on this one. And it, to, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take your pick, and I have something to say about that. I got UNC too. Okay. Yeah, go for old Mac. You know, what we would do to be eight and one right now. What would we give to be eight and one at this point, like UNC? It, yeah, they've they've definitely had a better since Mac's been there. They've had a better outcome than we have, but. I don't know. I think times are changing up there, though. Yeah. So, you got any left and tire questions? Um, yes. Like the tower, if you think uh, Quinn Ewers is going to throw for at least three touchdown passes in this game. Yeah, because I think he has to. 
But ha- yeah, that has to be to me. That has to be like a minimum. Um. Okay. The my next one is so in the last two games, TCU has given up 340 yards in the ground. Bijan's run for over 200 uh, in Fort Worth. So last last season, do you think like this, Howard? If you think Bijan will go for over 200 again this game, rushing yards? Yeah. Whew, that's a lot. The way the offensive line pushed around K State's defensive line, which is a lot better than Tech or TCU's offensive defensive line is, I, I say yes. Uh, I think I think he will. I think he can. I think that's another must too, really. Yeah. So, so for, I, I got two. Um, my first one is Billingsley will finally get his first touchdown of the first touchdown of the year. They targeted him a lot against Oklahoma State. I didn't really see how many targets he got the last game. Um, I'm not like Tower on that one. I think it's going to be the you know an X show, uh, Sanders show, Whittington show. You know, um, I, I think they're going to go to the Bell Cows in this one. Nothing against Billingsley. I just, I, I, I think they're just going to go to a different route. But that's just a, you know, I guess. And then our last one is Bijan and Rojo. We'll have a hundred yards each on the ground. Ooh, I hope. I think combined they'll have two hundred yards, definitely one hundred percent certainty. Uh, but you know, I'm gonna go ahead like the tower, optimistic. I think we're gonna pound the ball, especially in the second half. So, uh, Rojan had that big run that he got punched out. You know, he's gonna be running hard and, and pissed this week, and that's you know probably not gonna happen again. Um, so yeah, but like the tower on that one. All right. Well, I think that's all we have for everybody. Um, follow us at balls underscore Bevo oh, on Twitter. And we will pretty much talk to y'all next week. I hope we have another good win. Welcome.